Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome back to the Emerald Office. Today I've got with me RJ Redden, and she is going to help us out with creating an engaging website. We all know that we have to have a website for our business, but she's actually going to help us make one that people would like to be on. Welcome, RJ. Thank you, Elizabeth. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm already deeply in love with you, uh, but I'd love you to introduce yourself and and tell our lovely audience a little bit about what you do. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, my name is RJ Redden. Entrepreneurs hire me to skyrocket their engagement because a lot feel like they are shouting into a black hole or many, many just sound like a carbon copy of everybody else. So I create epic engagement experiences that get people to click that button, connect with you and convert like crazy. So that's me in a nutshell. And I've experienced a lot of what you do um, in this kind of world of let's make marketing, not bro marketing. So share with the class, what is bro marketing and why are we avoiding it? Bro marketing. Oh, uh, the minute that I start talking about it, you're going to know exactly what it is because you've heard this a million times. It's those people who run out, rent a Lamborghini for the day, tell you that they've got the latest greatest marketing, uh, you know, gizmo or course that is going to just light up your world, but you have to hit go in the next 30 minutes or else you're maybe not a real entrepreneur. You know, the it's bro marketing is all of that sleazy, slimy, egg sucking snake marketing, marketing that makes you feel sick to your stomach, people that you would never want to be, and always a situation in which you are rushed through to a decision. I know that I've spent a fair amount of dollars on bro marketing stuff, you know, just in my early days because I didn't know, you know, what the difference was. But bro marketing is all of the insincere stuff, all of the stuff that we abs, the people that we don't want to be marketing products that uh, that they want to shove through and just have you buy really quick. They don't care about your experience. They don't care about you at all. It's really just getting the money. Uh, and why to avoid this? Because we're entrepreneurs with a conscience, uh, because we want yeah. to, you know, we're out there trying to change the world and solve the problems that we solve in whatever business we're in. And, you know, the grand majority of people uh, have integrity. They have a conscience and we need to stay away from those kind of tactics because, uh, you know, it's shallow stuff. It's shallow stuff. Uh, we are more deep than that, and we want, and it's not sustainable. Bro marketing is not sustainable. We want our products and services out there with a great reputation, uh, having great people talking about them. And in order to that to do that, we need to avoid those tactics. Great. So we're going to talk for the rest of this episode about creating a really engaging website. Can you talk a little bit about why it's even important to have a website that is engaging and what engagement is? Yes. Well, so first of all, I'm going to start out with the definition of what engagement is, because everybody has their own, you know, own definition of this. And so uh, so I'm going to give you mine. And the engagement for me is an interactive experience. It's an invitation 
for people to play. Uh, an invitation to get into a conversation. It is a two-way street. Engagement is a two-way street. Why is it important to have an engaging website? So for, you know, the bottom line answer, if you're looking for that, is because it isn't 20 years ago. But let me just go into that a little <laughs> bit for you. Um, 20 years ago, people saw a website and it was like, wow, this is so cool. I've got a, I've got a salesman that doesn't need a, a vacation or a paycheck and it's on 24-7 and people can find me and they can buy stuff from me and isn't life grand. People used to see those things and they read them from cover to cover, virtual cover to virtual cover anyway. <laughs> they'd read them from cover to cover and they'd be like so excited and and it was just awesome. And yeah, and it was kind of, um, it was more of like a digital business card almost, right? Just this absolutely. static, you know, I exist on the internet, therefore I'm a real business. Exactly. It was like, wow, you know, this is my virtual stake. This is my big old flag to the universe. And that was, it was like that for a while, but as more and more websites came on the scene, as more and more the internet became a tool that we, it wasn't just a tool that we wanted to use every, occasionally, more and more the internet became the way we do business and particularly mm -hmm. in 2020, right? So, Absolutely. so now 20 years later and millions of websites later nobody wants to read. Nobody wants to read. Nobody wants to find things. You know, websites are there as kind of a legitimacy check a lot of times, which is a great way to use them. But as far as I'm, I'm going to put this down on the internet on a website and somebody's going to read it, I don't expect that anyone reads anything. Now, of course they do. Of course they do. They're reading to find their way around. They're reading to get certain information. But I don't expect that people read that thing cover to cover and then ask questions. They have questions right now before they've read anything. And so mm -hmm. for me, building a website that engages includes having having that spot where people can get information, ask questions, things of that nature, so that it can be a two-way conversation. I want to have a two-way conversation with my people while they're hot, when they have a right, question. Right, when they're first interested and first going to your website. Absolutely, because then I can, I can either pull them into my circle or help them know that they're really looking for somebody else right quickly. And you know what? I leave a great impression either way. Yeah, I love what you just said about uh, helping people self-select out. That's something that there isn't a whole lot being said about. Uh, and we won't spend too much time on it, but I, I love that you're, you're identifying that as one of the key roles your website has. It is just as valuable for your website to be able to show people when you're not for them as it is to help nourish, uh, uh, sorry, nurture the people who are for you into being interested in working with you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I've, you know, what I, what I do is engagement marketing, of course, but me, my personality, RJ Redden, I'm not for everybody. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't want to attract, you know, uh, a whole bunch ton of people that maybe are looking for something else. I want to be able to, I want to be able to refer a friend if I can. I want to be mm-hmm. able to, um, I want to be able to let people know, you know, what, what they're getting. I want to let them know who they're getting, obviously. And I want to let them know quick so that they can make a quick decision and get on with their day. Because here's the thing, they might not need me at all, or maybe they're on a place where they don't need me right now, or maybe my personality is just not for them, but maybe they got a friend uh, that they're going to recommend me to in a month because they picked up something from my website and they remember that I was able to handle that question and, and help them decide and maybe refer them to somebody else. It's about leaving a good impression no matter what. Beautiful. So let's talk about some of those things that are engaging on a website that people can add in to give those elements of, first of all, this is a two-way conversation, not just a a flag in the sand. And second of all, be that filter for, is this for me or not for me? Absolutely. So a lot of times uh, what I'm doing on people's sites to make them more engaging is, of course, putting in some sort of a chatbot conversation. Now, this is a little bit... Literal two-way conversation opener. Exactly. Exactly. It's not just the live chat in the corner that sometimes, you know, pops up and bothers you. Uh, It's not that. It is a conversation opener. It is, hey, can I get your opinion on something? Or, you know, some other way to invite people to a conversation. Like if you if you had a physical shop, Elizabeth, and somebody came in the front door, you'd want to say hi. And you'd want to help them determine what they're after. So uh, so a conversation starter might be, hey, what brought you in today? What can I do for you? Hey, what you looking for? Um, something like that. Or it can be a conversation starter. That Those are pretty general. but And that's pretty much helping people find what they're shopping for, or helping people find an answer to a question. But it also could be more specific. And you could also, I mean, and you can use things besides bots as well. You can have a quiz right on your website that people can take and help them kind of determine what type of personality they are in regards to your business. You can have all sorts of things that people can play with, participate with that help them that help them find out more about themselves or help them find out more uh, about a specific question that they want answered. So multiple times you've mentioned uh, things people can play with, uh, and I know that this is something that you encourage people to to really work on in their sites is having that sense of this is a game. This is something that you can spend time and enjoy the process of going through somebody's site, not just you know maybe the the logistics of okay now I have the information I want and I can leave. Talk to me about gamification. Gamification. It is so fun and important. Uh, I hope you've got a little while, Elizabeth. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So gamification, why? 
let's just start with the why. And let's start with the what. Gamification, what I mean by that is, of course, any sort of little game you can play. I mean quizzes. I mean, you know, chatbot conversations. I mean all of the types of little interactions that you can bring people into. A lot of people wouldn't think that a quiz is also a piece of gamification, but it is because it adds little rewards and and you get your quest is to find something out about yourself. Uh, so gamification, to me, it's adding those elements of play to a website. The reason that this is a big deal is because gaming, my friends, is a billion dollar industry. There is so much going on out there for gamification. And can we, the question, of course, is can we take some of those principles and put them over into marketing? Because what do, what do games get people to do? They get people to click that button. They get people to go on a little quest to find an item or, uh, you know, do a little uh, do a little conflict or, you know, solve a puzzle where games, they use certain principles to get people to do this over and over, perhaps for hours at a time usually with microtransactions involved, you know what I'm saying. If you, you know, if you're a Jim Blitz person or you've played any game at all, there's that point at which it says, hey, you could buy these things and it would help get you over that hump. And people buy them. Why do they do that? Why are they so involved and connected to something that they know for sure is completely imaginary? They do it because there is, they can be somebody else for a second. They can adopt a different set of skills and play in a different world, a world that they have control over for a second. When they make a level and they get those three stars like we used to get in Angry Birds, that is, that is a feeling, that is an endorphin hit that they want again and again and again. And so how can we take those same principles the things that makes people stay in the involved and connected in those games. And how can we take those principles and put them in our website, right there in our website here, find an Easter egg for me. Hey, if you, you know, you've got three guesses at this question, if you get it right, I'm going to give you a secret super prize. Those types of things are, they involve people. And that's what we want our website to do ultimately is involve them and get them to participate. Now, of course, every website ever in the entire world, well, 99.9% .9 of them have some sort of an information collection so that you can get a hold of that person again. Your game can have that too. And in, in that way, you get the, the best of both worlds. You get to talk to them in the future, but they're right here, right now. You're inviting them to this little, this little distraction that's going to take two minutes of their time where they get to kind of adopt a little different point of view of the world, escape a little bit, play a game, and all of a sudden, there you are. You've connected with them. They're having fun on your website. And that is a precious, precious thing, my friends. It's not just an information warehouse. You can find information on, thing, on anything on the internet, true or not, right? But <laughs> if you are that person that's providing them a little bit of an outlet and a little bit of fun today, 
now you're standing out head and shoulders above the rest of the people. And I think even even more to that gaming aspect, you know, Angry Birds, we all wasted a lot of time, right? We all spend so much time when we're in a game and creating elements of this is fun as opposed to this is just like research or this is, you know, you know, the, the sales resistance that's inevitable when somebody is on a website to see, you know, what the product is. You can overcome that and create essentially a rabbit hole for your market so that instead of spending, you know, 150,000 hours on BuzzFeed reading about Lord of the Rings memes, now they're going to spend that same time diving through what you have, the games you have, the content you have. Uh, This is something I talk to my clients a lot about in terms of content marketing, is that you can create these rabbit holes, these chains of content that get people interacting and following, you know, every single blog post you've ever written about X, Y, or Z, because they, they, they've fallen down this, this little, you know, not Wikipedia, but your own personal uh, encyclopedia of fun. Of exactly. Of, and it's the same content that you've been trying to give away free forever. And it's not, <laughs> it's still free, but now it's an adventure. It's a little, it's a little uh, thing that you can be involved in. And maybe every time somebody reads a blog post, they get a little, you know, they get a little Easter egg or maybe every three or five blog posts, they get a, you know, uh, a freebie or, you know, something making it a discovery game, making it a game where people can, or, or a website where people can discover and explore and get cool things. That's all that all you're doing is reframing. That's all you're doing. You're not creating new things for people to get. You've already got the freebies, the blog posts, the the everything you've got. You don't have to reimagine or recreate the wheel there. This is just about putting it in a different format, in a different framework that allows people to discover and explore. And when you do that, things are much more meaningful. And I think it's something that's so easy to do uh, if you are already creating content and freebies is kind of a choose your own adventure, right? A this door or this door. A do I want to go here? Do I want to go there? And that gives people that ownership. And there's so many ways that you can do this. You can create interactive videos with the buttons that are right on the video where you, you want to choose the, the blue pill or the red pill. Uh, you can do this with a quiz. You can do this with a bot. You, there are so many ways that you can lead people uh, through a choose-your-own-adventure project, giving them those options and those little paths to go down. You know, what if, what if you were to look at your statistics and instead of seeing most people bounce off of the first page after 10 seconds or so, what if you were able to look at your stats and see that people spent 10 minutes on your website? You know, all of a sudden, all that work you're putting in is worth it because you know people are interacting with your stuff. They are learning things. They are, they're not just there to check to see whether you're a legit business or, you know, get a simple question answered. They're really there discovering all about you. And, and that, my friend, is what I think a website should really be. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's what we mean when we say an engaging website, a website where yeah. somebody can really spend, you know, time, real time, uh, getting to know you. Because um, as my clients know, I am all about making sure that your clients get a really good look at your personality, your expertise, and your perspective, right? And your content that you're creating for any platform is going gonna, is gonna to show that. But your website definitely needs to be showing that. And you don't have time to show that if people are glancing at your homepage for 35 seconds and then going about their day. Yeah. You need this time to really build that relationship, to showcase all those areas of who you are and what you can do for them. I want to move our conversation into kind of the concrete, though. So what are those things? You've, you've briefly listed them, but let's go through them one by one that people can incorporate into their sites to make them more engaging. Well, one thing that is, you know, probably the, the relatively easiest to do um, is, uh, is the quiz, the quiz format, you know, asking people about themselves, uh, getting them to, at, you know, answer questions. A lot of people have seen these, these BuzzFeed type quizzes, these BuzzFeed type quizzes, uh, there are, you know, uh, any number of quiz builders out there right now. Uh, and uh, I think there's even one on AppSumo right now. Anyway, any number of these quiz builders that will allow you to embed that quiz right into your website, right into, uh, you know, maybe a front page or maybe it's just a special page with uh, the the quiz right on it, that, that right there. That is uh, that is probably one of the easiest and most accessible ways. And here's the thing: people always want to find out more about themselves. Oh if yeah, you, you, oh yeah, you know, Elizabeth. They, oh yeah, there's a reason personality tests are like never gonna go out of style. Never gonna go out of style. And if you can, you know, kind of flavor that personality test to different personalities that. Uh, that respond to kind of your uh, what you do for a living. So, for instance, we once built a quiz for a client who is a he's actually an accountant, and he wanted to he wanted a quiz that helps people find out what their taxpayer personality was. And this was all actually skewed toward uh, one of the one of the big personality tests out there. I can't remember if it was the Myers Briggs or not, but it's one. It was one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we did was we built him a uh, a quiz that was actually like it was like people going through a spa, and at the end of it, you figured out what your bathrobe was. And then at the end of that, he had little videos for each one of the bathrobes. Uh, you know, you took this test, you get you get pink, fluffy bathrobe. But how does that tell you, you know, what your taxpayer personality is? Well, so he would interpret the results for you right there and say, OK, pink, fluffy bathrobe, bathrobe means that you approach your taxes this way. So, um, you know, always, always tell them what the quiz is, tell them what they're going to get out of it and uh, and, you know, make it entertaining. And that is stuff that people absolutely take advantage of. Um, so definitely quizzes. That's a cool, awesome thing to put on a website. Definitely. Um, I mean, BuzzFeed made their name in 
silly quizzes that we all took because we wanted to and they were fun. Um, So incorporating that is a really, you know, very tried and true, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there showing you, you know, even anecdotally how how much people love those. They they absolutely do. And and again, that that fly, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about with gamification. They're they're adopting a different set of rules for a minute and a half. They're, uh, you know, they're kind of it's in a different little world. They're thinking about themselves in different contexts. They're also don't mistake me at all. They're also giving you really valuable information on you know, the kinds of interactions that they would like to maybe have in the future. They are giving you valuable information about what they want to hear about. Uh, You can have open-ended questions in quizzes. I wouldn't, I don't, don't put too many, uh, obviously, because you'll slow them down, but uh, you do want to put enough in there where you're getting some valuable information about what to do next with that person. Right. What do they want from you? What are their expectations about this little bit of a relationship that they're entering into with you. Absolutely. So what are some really great things to have in a quiz? You know, what makes a quiz good versus um, maybe not as effective? Well, you know, what I always love to do is I, uh, for me, I want to, I want to qualify the people that are coming in. Because mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to have a, a sit down session with them if they're interested in talking about what I do. But I also don't want the wrong people to be coming to that session. Right. Because I don't want to waste, waste their time. time. Yeah, there you go. So one of the things that I always have in my quizzes are my, uh, what I call them are my in or out questions uh, that qualify people into a certain quality, into a certain category or qualify them out and maybe qualify them for maybe working with somebody else uh, that is other than me. Maybe they're not ready for me yet or, or, you know, whatever reason. So in or out questions are really, really important. Um, other types of questions uh, from, for, for the most part, what I'm doing on these quizzes, just my experience so far has been absolutely. It's a personality test. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're, we're testing how far they are in their business. Uh, and we're testing, you know, what, what brought them here possibly. And we're adding some of those questions in as well. Um, just so, just so that we can kind of know where they fit in each category. Uh, but it's really, it, it really is about that. It's about being able to put people in different, different types of buckets uh, so that, you know, in the future, how best to handle them and what they would be very best for in your world. The big mistake people are making with websites and with other things uh, is that we have how many billion people in the world? We have so many different diverse personalities, education levels, reading levels even. We have so many different things. And we show everybody the same homepage. We show everybody the same exact things all the time. For me, when I can get you to take some kind of a quiz uh, right there on my my website or do, you know, one of my choose your own adventure videos or something like that, when I can get people to do that, 
then I start to know who they are. When I start to know who they are, then I can start to think about what category they belong in and how I'm going to respond to them and what I'm going to offer them in the future so that it is a personalized experience. Beautiful. So we've talked a little bit about quizzes. We've talked a little, little bit about bots. What other things really help kind of up the rabbit hole factor? Rabbit hole factor. Uh, Oh, it's so fabulous. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, and there are, well, I mean, depending on how technical you want to get, there are low tech to start with. Keep it low tech, RJ. Um, There (laughs) There are programs out there that will allow you to do a choose your own adventure video. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that kind of stuff because nobody's doing that. And if you can do that, you'll look like a rock star. Uh, And so for, for, for me, I love the interactive video, the choose your own adventure video type stuff. It just is so it's, it's just delicious to this tech geek right here. Um, (laughs) There are also uh, things that will, you know, you can make it, you can make a game uh, on your website without having to have any special software, without having to specialized anything. My friends, please listen to this if you listen to nothing else. It is this. If you if you want to stand out, you need to do something unexpected. When people are watching me on stage, and I realize this is a podcast, so you can't see me right now, but I am, in fact, wearing goggles and a cape. When I'm on stage rolling around doing my thing, people are waiting in anticipation of what I'm going to do next because I do a lot of unexpected things. And so you don't want to be so crazy and outlandish that people kind of lose you, but you do want to present them with different ways to interact with you so that you can become that person where they're like, wow, I wonder what she's going to do next. I better, I better subscribe to this newsletter. That's a totally different reaction than normally what people get when they run through a website, which is they'll be reading something and then something will pop up into their face, uh, block what they're reading. And then, you know, I usually just turn that stuff off. Um, That is that's not an invitation. Um, that's not playing with people, showing them value that, that, you know, a a lot of people do that. And when I was first doing uh, websites, I did that stuff too. But I, what I've learned is let's meet people where they're at, where people are at right now in 2021. We've all been stuck inside for a very long time. Um, we, uh, we have become, you know, bored of Zoom calls. We call, some people call it Zoombies uh, instead of zombies. <laughs> you know, we are, we're in this kind of, at least right now, before, you know, everybody gets, uh, you know, shot up if they're going to get shot up or what. But uh, we're in this space of, of anticipation and we're in this space of wanting something different. And we're in this space of being much more critical of the things that we look at online right now than we've ever been, just because that's all we've been doing for a year, undistracted, looking at stuff online. So people are so much more choosy, be the one they're choosing to spend time with. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap this up with the same question that I ask everybody. You are uh, the owner of a really, really cool business. And as a business owner, how do you stay focused on what you're building? Okay. It's a little hard for me. Uh, Elizabeth, you and I have had a couple of conversations and you know. (laughs) Bright, shiny object syndrome. Uh, how how I stay focused is uh, actually, it's kind of a weird answer, but uh, take breaks. Uh, I take breaks to stay focused because if I don't do that, if I don't walk away from my desk and go hug the dog for five minutes, then I'm going to get, I'm going to get down an RJ rabbit hole, which is highly technical (laughs) and I will spend all day. So I'll give, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, my coach emails me a question about uh, building an app. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, does she, does she want to build an app? Because I, I could do that, you know? And I'm, I'm, down, I'm, I'm down a trail. I'm down a trail. I'm watching videos. I'm learning how to do this. And, and then I gave her, you know, I shot her a little video with my feedback and said, well, this and this and this. And she wrote me back and she said, well, I didn't want to know how to build one. I just wanted you to know that this product is out there. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, all right, we got down a rabbit hole. So what I do to avoid that is to take breaks, is to walk out to the couch, play with the dog a little bit. It helps me because when I come back to my desk, then I think about what is it that I was trying to do? Am I down the rabbit hole? Am I accomplishing what I set out to do today? So that is my very best answer for you. Beautiful. We call that a resurfacing technique in case you wanted to know. Oh, thank you. Um, You resurface from whatever rabbit hole, whatever deep focus, whatever project you're working on, whatever distraction, and you reset. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I'm going to be using that language now. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much, RJ. You are always a pleasure. Oh, always a pleasure, Elizabeth. And uh, thanks so much to everybody listening out there. I hope you're having a great day and and good luck with absolutely everything. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with me, Elizabeth Tolis, here in the Emerald office. If you want to hear, watch, read, and learn more about entrepreneurship, focus, and living a life of impact, I invite you to check out Full Focus Entrepreneur, where I coach small business owners to be more effective, more organized, more profitable, and more impactful. If you're interested in listening to more of me talking to myself and others, please check out the Emerald office where all the episodes for all of my podcasts can be found. Both the Emerald office and Full Focus Entrepreneur, as well as my social media and the show notes can be most easily found at elizabethtolis.com. And I want to specially thank... Eric Tolis, who made the sweet backtrack you're listening to now, and Maria Carius, who made the beautiful artwork that graces this podcast's cover. A link to all of Maria's art can be found in the show notes.